Welcome into Speaking Sports. Razorback Dave here on the campus of the University of Arkansas. Today we're going to talk about a find in the SEC, what's going on in college football, and a lot of other things. Stay with us. So welcome in Razorback Dave here, speaking sports powered by Care RNS and brought to you by KRT. I am at the wild band of Razorback Hogs Fountain here outside Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium at the University of Arkansas after witnessing what was probably one of the greatest football games I've been able to go to in terms of how my team did and how the fans were, what the crowd was and what the noise was like and the atmosphere. But Right into it, ESPN SEC announced today the Arkansas University Razorbacks fined $100,000 for this. Reynolds Razorback Stadium on game day, nothing better. Fayetteville, Arkansas, capacity crowd, hogs running through the A. I'm not going to show any game footage right here, but you'll see full house calling the hogs. And then here at the end, I just happened to look out of the corner of my eye and you'll see right here the students starting to move towards the field. The game just now getting over, and then it looks like when you knock over an above-the-ground pool, they just spill out into the stadium surface. Football team meets them in the middle, and you can see I'm going to cut this up a little bit. You'll see still coming a minute and a half, two minutes later. You can see here they're still coming. You see, notice that the field's getting a lot more full. And then again, they're still coming. And now they're not just coming from this section. You can see how they're migrating from the top of the stadium. They're sliding over into this section, getting down in there. And then right here, you see 50,000 people in the middle of Razorback Stadium calling the hogs. It was a thing of beauty, but it is what the uh, SEC deemed to be a violation and have charged them $100,000, which I am pretty sure they were willing to pay. This goes to prove what I've always said is when that many people decide they want on the field, they're going to get on the field. It, it was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, in Razorback football history, the goalposts have come down four times in this stadium. I was fortunate enough to be at three of those ball games. <clears throat> wasn't at the other one just because it was 1956. And even though I know it's hard to believe, I wasn't born yet. Uh, of course, you saw probably the goalposts bent over. Now they break them. We found out after the game that we used to, I thought they used to be on, on latches where they could just unhook them and they bend over. Not true. What they have to do now is physically break them, and then they put the security teams around the two goalposts and prop them up, mainly so nobody gets hurt. I don't know that anybody cared if they got hurt, as you can see from that film we just looked at. Very cool, very cool. That's why college football is a little bit more than pro football at least in my opinion i love it we're going to take a quick break give you a message from krt you're listening to speaking sports and watching if you're on youtube thanks for joining us we'll be right back all right everyone from athletes to weekend warriors sometimes catch a cramp when they're competing or working out when you need relief fast you want to reach for krt relief cream just rub a little where it hurts, and KRT's patented technology works quickly to calm the nerves that are causing the cramps. KRT comes in cream or gel and works great for everyone. So go to krtrelief.com and enter promo code SNS20. That's SNS20 
to receive 20% off your first KRT order. That's www.krtrelief.com. by Avcare RNS and sponsored by KRT standing outside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium next to my buddy Frank Rose's statue. He did a lot for this university. Some of the things I'm going to show you today are all as a direct result of his success here as a coach and athletic director. Walk with me a little bit. One of the other things Frank Rose did is bring John McDonald to the University of Arkansas. 47 national championships in track and field. If you Look over my shoulder right there, you see the really nice, I think it's 10, 12, 15 million dollar track facility, and that doesn't include the indoor track facility that was built while they were here. Uh, switching into NFL right now, what a what a weekend. Everybody that was supposed to win got boat raced. The Packers go down, Patriots go down, the Titans go down. Browns go down, although I think everybody kind of figured that Kansas City would beat the Browns. But I mean, all, and, and I want to talk a little bit about about Green Bay. Green Bay didn't just go down; they got throttled. They got throttled bad, and their biggest issue, in my opinion, is still Aaron Rodgers. And, I, and I've heard some other people talk about it since we talked about it on the very first Speaking Sports show. Uh, you can't, you have to, even if you're only 50% thinking about retirement, you can't come out and say that. You gotta come out and say all the right things and be all the right things because if you don't, and then you get throttled like you did on Sunday and look as poorly as you did on Sunday, oh my, it was bad too. And, and, and everybody's talking about it. There's something going on in the locker room. He doesn't want to be there, or maybe he does want to be there, but if he does, he needs to act like it. And if he doesn't want to be there, he needs to pack up his stuff and go home. That's just the bottom line. And then don't forget about Matthew Stafford at, at, the, at the Rams. He fought, they all went to overtime. Matthew Stafford looked great, much better than the quarterback he replaced, Jared Goff, there in Los Angeles. Still getting him from Detroit. Uh, so, you know, we're ready, getting ready for week two, Thursday night game coming up tonight. And then a full slate of games this weekend. My Titans have to travel to Seattle, who looked great in their opener. Tennessee may get throttled again. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a homer. I'd like to see them win, but if they don't, I mean, they don't. We'll just have to see. You're listening to Speaking Sports. We're going to take a quick break, pay a bill, powered by Avcare RNS. We'll be right back. I'm Razorback Dave. Stay with us. Getting back into the gym is about feeling fit and having fun. The last thing we want is members getting sick while they're trying to get healthier. This new normal means we've stepped up our cleaning protocols. So we're constantly disinfecting surfaces and using hand sanitizer. But a health club is no place for harsh, toxic chemical smells or irritating substances. We were thrilled to discover the Waltz products. With Waltz D, we can disinfect all our equipment throughout the day and never have to worry about leaving behind fumes like bleach and ammonia. It's also non-corrosive. Other disinfectants do a real number on our equipment. And customers can find Walt's free hand sanitizer all around the gym. 
It lasts four times longer than alcohol-based gels, even during a workout, and it doesn't dry out your skin. We want our members to get fit and stay healthy. Walt's products make sure they do that in a safe environment. So you can get a good look at the football ops center there behind me a lot of things going on in the world of college football this week todd helton out as the usc football coach a lot of speculation on different names that could go on out there i've seen something as outlandish as lane kiffin i really don't think lane kiffin goes back to usc i mean they fired him on the tarmac on the way home from an away game i mean he didn't even have a spot on the team bus from the airport so I don't think he leaves Ole Miss for that, at least not without having one or two more good seasons at Ole Miss, so that's probably not gonna happen. Urban Meyer surfacing as a possible replacement for Todd Helton. He's already out in the media saying he's not gonna go. He's gonna stay at the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's perfectly happy where he is. One thing to note on that, though, is that Alabama, Nick Saban, Nick Saban was, said pretty much the same thing when the Alabama job came open and he was uh, at the head coach at, the, at Miami Dolphins. And he said, uh, no, I'm not absolutely not gonna be the next head coach at Alabama. And I think 48 hours later, he was introduced as the next football coach at Alabama and been there ever since. And I think there's a lot of people in the SEC wish he would have stayed at Miami, me being one of them. A uh, little shakeup in the top 10, you know, Clemson goes down, Notre Dame goes down, Ohio State goes down. Oklahoma played a close game a couple of weeks ago, but they took care of business last weekend, so they move up into the sprint three spot. Georgia, with the win over Clemson, moves up into the two spot. So you got Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma, one, two, three in both polls, and then it, it shakes up a little bit after that, which is, is good. I don't know, you know, Clemson stays in the top 10, I think coming in at number five in one of the polls after a loss, only putting three points on the board. I think that goes back to our show a few weeks ago talking about how we don't really need the preseason poll and taking this into consideration had Clemson not been ranked going into that game with Georgia would that have would they be in the top five still would they be in the top 10 still no probably not because now they're just an 0-1 team and there's no poll to be in I mean maybe you don't have a poll at least till after the first game and then if you come out of it and you think Clemson's all that, then okay, maybe you can justify putting them at number five or in the top 10. I just don't think in this case, it's, I don't think it works out. Uh, but you know, don't get me started on that again. It was, it, it just that we're not gonna do our poll here on Speaking Sports until after the fourth game. So that would be not this weekend, but next weekend. And then uh, we'll, we'll come out with our, our poll. It's gonna be a, a five man voting poll each will have a vote. We'll give one point for first place, 25 points for 25th place, and the teams with the most points are at the bottom. The teams with the fewest points are at the top. Uh, and then we'll show everybody's poll how they ranked them and, and, and maybe get some people on to talk about why they thought that was relevant to put them where they put them, but that's what we're going to do. I don't think there's any argument right now that, that Alabama's number one. They're double-digit favorites over everybody they're facing in the immediate future whether they're ranked or not so they got a big game coming up with florida this weekend i think 
Alabama probably wins that game, but I think you probably get a better understanding of how good Florida is this year and how good Alabama's going to be. That, their quarterback is phenomenal. Uh, everything I've heard about him appears to be true. So, you know, I don't know how you stop Alabama. I don't know who stops Alabama. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Arkansas falls into the top 25 this week at number 20, uh, jumping ahead of Auburn. If they take care of business against Georgia Southern this weekend, they'll have a big showdown against number seven, Texas A&M next weekend in Dallas. There's rumors if they both go into that game undefeated that it's possible uh, game day might find their way to Dallas, which that would be fun, except I won't get to be there. So uh, unless, unless of course, Avcar Arnest would like to fly me down there as a correspondent to cover it for Speaking Sports. Don't see that happening, but one can always hope. ESPN coming out with their bottom 10 in college football. Thankfully, none of the usual teams that I follow are on it, and I'm thankful for that. Only a couple of teams of note on that list this year. Colorado State on that list. Kansas Jayhawks on that list. Other than that, uh, no surprises. It's directional schools and people that don't habitually have great football teams like UConn and maybe UNLV and, and some of those schools. But you know, nothing really spectacular there. Okay, so we're going to move down to Bud Walton Arena. And uh, we'll be right back after this message. fantasy football season. I don't know how how good your team is doing, but mine stinks. Although, I did win one game. I lost the other one miserably. I, I, the players I thought were going to be good aren't doing that well. Or maybe it was just the matchups. I don't know. It's kind of a strange thing. It's something we all go through. Alright, some big time matchups in college football this week. Nebraska's going to have a chance to get some improvement going as they face number Two, three, Oklahoma, number three, Oklahoma. Michigan State's going to be playing at Miami. Not a lot of big name games this weekend. We mentioned earlier Alabama's at Florida this weekend. That'll be a big game for them. That'll that'll go a long way to flushing out the SEC in terms of who's who's next behind Alabama and Georgia. And I think the game maybe that I'm looking most forward to this weekend, other than the Razorbacks is the Auburn-Penn State. Auburn-Penn State's gonna be a, a pretty good ball game. We're gonna get a chance to see if Penn State's maybe better than everybody thought they were gonna be. Maybe Auburn's not as good as everybody thought they were gonna be. Gonna be a tall order for Auburn to go into Happy Valley on a whiteout night and, and get a win there. Uh, James Franklin's got his team playing pretty well with that win over Wisconsin. So, could be a good ball game. It could be a runaway, we don't know. All right, our ride's here. So that's going to do it for Speaking Sports this week from the campus of the University of Arkansas. I'm Razorback Dave. Thank you for joining Speaking Sports. Remember, krtrelief.com, SNS20 is the promo code. I've got to unlock this thing, and then I'm going to get on it. Wish me luck. See you next week. Thanks for joining us.